Cantos 58-60 to 60 of Book 4 of the Ramayana of Valmiki Translated by Ralph D. H. Griffith This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Om123 Canto 58 Tidings of Sita The piteous tears his eye bedewed, As does his speech the bold renewed. Alas, my brother, slain in fight, by Ravan's unregistered might, I, old and wingless, weak and worn, over his sad fate can only mourn. Fled is my youth, in life's decline, my former strength no more is mine. Once on the day when Vritra died, we brothers in ambitious pride, sought, mounting with adventurous flight, the day God garlanded with light. On, ever on, we oused our way, Where fields of ether round us lay, Till, by the fervent heat assailed, My brother's pinions flagged and failed. I marked his sinking strength and spread My stronger wings to screen his head, Till, all my feeders burnt away, On Vindhya's hill I fell and lay. There, in my lone and helpless state, I heard not, of my brother's fate. Thus King Sampati spoke and sighed, And royal Angad thus replied, If, brother of Jatayus, thou Hast heard the tale I told but now, Obedient to mine earnest prayer, The dwelling of that fiend declare, I'll say where caused Ravan dwells, Whom folly to his death impels. He ceased, Again some party spoke, And hope in every breast awoke. Though lost my wings and strength decayed, Yet shall my words lend Rama aid. I know the worlds where Vishnu trod, I know the realm of ocean's god, How Asus fought with heavenly foes, And Amrit from the charming rose. A mighty task before me lies To prosper Rama's enterprise. A task too hard for one whom length Of days has riffled of his strength. I saw the cruel raven bear, A gentle lady through the air. Bride was her form, and fresh and young, And sparkling gems about her hung. O Rama, Rama, cried the dame, And shrieked in terror Lakshman's name. As, struggling in the giant's hold, She dropped her gods of gems and gold, like sunlight on a mountain shone, The silken garments she had on, And glistened over his swarthy form, A lightning flashes through the storm. That giant raven, famed of old, Is brother of the lord of gold. The southern ocean roars and swells Round Lanka, where the robber dwells. In his fair city nobly planned, And built by Bissakarma's hand, Within his bower securely barred, With monsters round her for a god, Still in her silken vesture clad, Lies Sita, and her heart is sad. A hundred leagues your course must be, Beyond this margin of the sea, Still to the south your way pursue, And there the giant raven view. Then up, O banners, and away, For by my heavenly law I say, there will you see the lady's face.
and he'd assume your steps retrace. In the first field of air are born the doves and birds that feed on corn. The second field supports the crows and birds whose food on branches grows. Along the third, in balanced flight, sail the keen osprey and the kite. Swift through the fort, the falcon springs, the fifth, the slower vulture wings. Up to the sixth, the gay swans rise, where rail by Tania flies. We two, O chieftains of vulture race, our line from Pinata may trace. Condemned, because we wrought a deed of shame on flesh and blood to feed. But all Superna's wondrous powers and length of keenest sight are ours. That we a hundred leagues away, through fields of air, descry our prey. Now from this part my gazing eye can raven and dame descry. Devise some plan to overleap this barrier of the briny deep. Find a bidihan lady there, and joyous to your home repair. Me too, O Barners, to the side of Varun's home, the ocean guide, where due libations shall be paid to my great hearted brother's shade. Canto fifty nine, some party story. They heard his counsel to the close. Then swiftly to their feet they rose, and Jambavan with joyous breast, the vulture king again addressed. Where, where is Sita, who has seen, who borne away the mightal queen, who would the lightning fly to stand by Lakshman's hand? Again somebody spoke to cheer, the banners as they bent to hear. Now listen. And my words shall show what of the mighty dame I know, and in what distant prison lies the lady of the long dark eyes. Scorched by the fiery god of day, high on this mighty hill I lay. A long and weary time had passed, and strength and life were falling fast. Yet, ere the breath had left my frame, my son, my dear Sumparsha, came. Each morn and eve he brought me food, and filial care my life renewed. But serpents still are swift to ire, Gandharva slaves to soft desire, and we imperial vultures need a full supply of our mouths to feed. Once he turned at close of day, stood by my side, but brought no prey. He looked upon my ravenous eye, heard my complaint, and made reply. Born on swift wings ere day was light, I stood upon Mahendra's height, And far below the sea I viewed, And birds in countless multitude. Before mine eyes a giant flew, Whose monstrous form was dark of view, And struggling in his grasp was born, A lady radiant as the morn. Swift to the south his cause he bent, And cleft the yielding element, the holy spirits of the air came round me as I marvelled there, and cried as their bright legions met, How oh, say, is Sita living yet? Thus cried the saints and told the name of him who hold the struggling dame. Then while mine eye would eager look, 
pursued the path the robber took i marked the lady's streaming hair and heard her cry of wild despair i saw her silken vesture rent and stripped off every ornament thus o my father fled the time forgive i pray the heedless crime in vain the mournful tale i heard my pitying heart to fury steered what could a helpless bard of air raft of his boasted pinions dare yet can i aid with all that will and words can do and friendly skill canto sixty some party story then from the flood some party paid due offerings to his brother's shade he bade him when the rites were done and spake again to bali's son now listen prince while i relate how first i learned the lady's fate burnt by the sun's registless might i fell and lay on bintia's height seven nights in deadly swoon i passed but struggling life returned at last around i bent my wandering view but every spot was strange and near i scanned the sea with eager can and rock and brook and lake and glen i saw gay trees their branches wave and creepers mantling over the cave i heard the wild birds joyous song and waters as they foamed along and i knew the lovely hill must be mount bintia by the southern sea revered by heavenly beings stood near where i lay a sacred wood where greatness god dwelt of yore and pains of awful penance bore eight thousand seasons winged their flight over the toiling anchorite upon that hill my days were spent and then to heaven the hermit went at last with long and hard essay down from that height i made my way and wandered through the mountain pass rough with the spikes of darva grass i with my misery worn and faint was eager to behold the saint for often with jatayu's eye had sought his home in days gone by as nearer to the grove i drew the breeze with cooling fragrance blew and not a tree that was not fair which richest flower and fruit was there with anxious heart a while i stayed beneath the tree's delightful shade and soon the holy hermit bright with farb and penance came inside behind him bears and lions tame as those who know their feeder came and tigers deer and snakes pursued his stamps a wondrous multitude and turned abasioned when the sage had reached his shady hermitage then came niscard to my side and looked with wondering eyes and cried i knew thee not so dire a change has made thy form and feeder strange where are thy glossy feeders where the rapid wings that cleft the air two vulture brothers once i knew each form at will could they and dear they of the vulture race were kings and flew with martyrishwa's wings in human shape they loved to greet their hermit friend and clasp his feet 
the younger was Jatayus, thou, the elder whom I gaze on now. Say, has disease of woman's hate reduced thee from thy high estate? End of Cantos 58, 59, and 60